global citizenship includes knowledge of the world, different countries, cultures, mm-hmm. uh, skills. There are skills to global citizenship. So like what you're um, describing your story about like civil uh, discussion, understanding different points of view. I would argue mm-hmm. even how to like empathize. Yeah. And then there's one around values. Hello, and welcome to the Model United Nations podcast by Best Delegate. I'm your host, Ryan Villanueva, and on this podcast, I show you how Model UN brings out the best in students around the world. And in today's episode, I finished my interview with Felix Noble, a former Secretary General of Cornell University's Model UN program, as well as a Model UN mentor with Best Delegates MUN Institute. And in this last part of our interview, we talk about global citizenship and how Model UN creates global citizens, what global citizenship is defined as, and my own personal belief that as Best Delegate, the company, that we need to represent global citizenship in how we teach Model UN. So this for me was a fascinating discussion with Felix, and I'm glad that Felix prompted this topic. And for everyone out there, in terms of what we learn in Model UN, if you think about the topics that we're studying, the skills that we teach students, the skills that we learn, those I think are the most obvious parts of global citizenship that Model UN teaches. What I think is the more interesting part and that Felix and I discuss is around values and behaviors. What are the values that we want to teach in Model UN? What are the behaviors that we expect students, uh, where we inspire students to adopt. That I think um, is a really, really interesting part of Model UN. And that's something that Felix and I get into. So tune in and please enjoy this episode. There are a couple primary influences for me on what defines global citizenship, actually a handful of them. Uh, Number one is, Uh, The United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization, UNESCO, has their framework on global citizenship. Um, There is uh, an organization and a framework called PISA, the Program for International Student Assessment, that is also, I think, has a good framework for global citizenship. Um, And then at Harvard Graduate School of Education, um, I did a program with Professor Fernando Reimers, who has literally written the book on educating global citizens. So these have been my biggest influences. Um, and the simplest way that I could break it down, um, I'll frame it in, in three words, okay, which is like an amalgamation of all the stuff that I've learned, but I'll break it down to like knowledge, skills, and values. Global citizenship includes knowledge of the world, different countries, cultures, mm-hmm. uh, skills. There are skills to global citizenship. So like what you're um, describing your story about like civil uh, discussion, understanding different points of view. I would argue even how to like empathize. Yeah. And then there's one around values, which I could break down into values and behaviors, or I'll just call like values. And when I talk about values, like um, what I'm thinking of as values is like human rights, like believing that human rights is a thing. Mm -hmm. It exists. It is defined. Like we have done our best to define it in a lot of different like international documents and treaties. Um, But that these are things that are, core to us as human beings that political institutions, governments, and other people like 
do not have the right to infringe upon. Yeah. Um, and I think what goes along with that are certain behaviors of global citizenship. So again, like behaving with a certain degree of empathy, but even things as simple as like the, you know, turn off the water faucet when you're not using it, like turn off the lights when you're not in the room, right. To conserve energy. Um, so I think knowledge, value, knowledge, skills, values, I would argue maybe like behaviors. Um, this is a framework for global citizenship. And in Model UN, we focus a lot on knowledge and skills, which mm -hmm. are important, right? Very important and very teachable. The thing that is like, I think not explicitly taught, um, but is implied, like whether we realize it or not, it's there, is values. Like different yeah. Malian conferences represent different values to their students and teachers that that attend them. Um, and it, it may not be written out, it may not be explicit, but it's there. And I could go really deep into that, which is like how different conferences represent different sort of values. Um, and the last thing I'll say mm -hmm. on this, right, which is important to me, and then I'll get off my high horse. Like, I think in Model UN, yeah, it's important for us to teach global citizenship, knowledge, skills, values. I think for best delegate, it's important for us to teach global citizenship, knowledge, skills, values, but just as important, I really, really do think that as best delegate, we actually need to represent being global citizens. Like if we're going to teach students about global citizenship and teach them about United Nations sustainable development goals and how we're going to, you know, create peace and prosperity and protect the planet and promote mm. human rights and peace then like, what are we doing as best delegate to represent that in our own values and behaviors? And this segues into one thing, which is like a pseudo announcement, but hey, we're a certified B Corporation now. Um, hey, so congratulations. Thank you. Hey, do, do you know anything about B Corps? Have you heard of B Corps? A little bit here and there. Do you ever eat ice cream from Ben and Jerry's or uh, ever uh, shopped at Patagonia? Yes. You may have noticed there's a big B logo on on the side of their um the side of the clothes or side of the you know ice cream like carton. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so that B logo stands for um well it stands for benefit. Uh and it's it's a third party called the B Lab mm -hmm. that reviews like all these different companies who have provided their own information on like what's their social impact and environmental impact. And there's a certain score you need to meet in order to be certified. And certification means like, yeah, you live up to a certain standard of social impact. It doesn't mean you're perfect. It just means like you hit a certain level. Mm -hmm. And it compares you against a database of like 10,000 other businesses that have also been involved in this. So yeah, I'm grateful you know, and proud to share like as of June this past year, like Best Delegate was certified as a B Corporation, meaning we met the same standard that like Ben and Jerry's and like Patagonia have to meet along with a lot of other businesses in our commitment to social impact and environmental impact. That's um, huge. So yeah, thank you for, for me. This is one way. It's not the only way. The real way is to actually live out the values of global citizenship. But I think one way to hold ourselves accountable and demonstrate that is through things like this by getting a third party to kind of validate that claim. It's words in action, right? Like that's what we're always, we're always striving for. And MUN's a big exemplifier of words in action. And honestly, like 
I'm very excited about the B Corporation. It comes as little to no surprise to me, uh, having worked with Bestel as long as I have, that it's something we've achieved because you're really not kidding. Like, it's about living it's about living the idea of global citizenry. And it is about putting that into practice every day with each step we take, because there's one thing to study global citizenry. There's one thing to teach it. It is another to embody it. And that is the only way I found you can truly pass that message along to students. Um, it's one thing to lecture from your podium and high on your horse, but unless you too are conforming to those same principles, students don't see the reason why to be a global citizen. I think, in Model UN and at Best Delegate, we are teaching students, um, students learn to lead. And I think it is very important for us as the teachers and educators to lead by example. I couldn't agree so, more. We're going to teach you about being global citizens. Well, we better be doing our best to be like global, global citizens. So Indeed. Thank you for that. I appreciate that, Felix. Always. Uh, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing I noticed in you sharing your story, uh, was an interest in the arts. So whether it was theater club, you also mentioned like art, um, an art project and then model UN and dungeons and dragons, right? These are all ranges of primarily performing arts and then, you know, fine arts. Um, I'm just curious to learn more about your passions and interests outside of model United Nations. Like, what are you? What, are you, what else are you into? Yeah, of course. Good news. I had to write a, uh, a entrance essay for law school. So I know this one pretty well, actually. It's what I wrote my entrance essay about. But my hobbies are many and diverse from playing polo. And yes, I do mean horse polo, like croquet on a horse. Yeah, that type <laughs> of polo. Okay. Um, to art and community, to performing arts and theater. I found one very common thread that tied very directly to Model UN as well in my life. And it is a passion for communicating and a passion for participating. For me, the thing that has come together, whether it was, you know, being a team captain and having to make quick calls on the field to get the ball where it needs to be to score that final goal, or if it was, you know, helping lead my Dungeons and Dragons group to get that final blow on the dragon and really save the day for the town. And even into Model UN, what tied these passions together for me was the people I met along the way and the amount of fun I had getting to communicate ideas and support the others who maybe hadn't had that chance yet in those different fields, whether it was passing the ball up to a teammate who hadn't scored their goal yet because they're a freshman on the team and they're brand new and so excited or, you know, handing the sword off to the paladin instead and just kind of getting to not only <laughs> build for myself better, but like build teams and meet people and work towards those ideas together. Like that was really what connected all my hobbies, even in theater as well. You know, you're gonna sometimes get the main role, but a lot of times you're playing a supporting role. And it was all about the people I met along the way and the opportunities to communicate, share, and really tell horrible jokes, just t bad <laughs> dad jokes. Yeah. I heard some of those this summer too. Yeah, those, are, <laughs> those are good, but it sounds like um, in each of these activities and particularly model you on that you found your community. Yes. That's cool. Model UN is a big global community of global citizens. I will say. It 
really is cool too for those who have been to MUN conferences before or who have just heard stories about them, one of the most impressive and fun things is the people you meet there. Uh, it's really weird to think you can be in high school and walk into a room and be like, oh my God, I finally met all of the people who are just like me. But Model UN is all about community, whether that's in a conference room, on the circuit, with your home team. It's about working together at the end of the day. And the friends I made through MUN, Polo, all of it, they followed me through my entire life. They've gone on to define my career opportunities, my college opportunities. But more so than that, they've defined me as well. Well, on that note, actually, about career, and mm. I wanted to make sure I asked you about this. So, like, you did Molly and all throughout high school. Yeah. And then you went to Cornell. Yep. And you continued to do model you went there and i was just wondering to what extent uh to what extent you even wrote about model you went in your college applications or talked about it and to what extent you would attribute like your reasons for either getting into cornell or choosing to go to cornell to model you went of course so i can say in my application essay to cornell i unfortunately did not write about model un i told a story about falling off of a horse and it was pretty it was pretty epic to write to an admissions committee about one of the stupidest decisions of my life but sorry hold on you now i got to learn about this you fell yeah. off a horse was this playing yes. polo okay so this was um barrel racing which is similar it's a high speed horse sport and the quick wrap up for the version of the story is i had been doing really well in these competitions for a long time. My horse was quick, I was good at it, and I got really cocky about it, you know? I was literally on my high horse about it. And I make the last turn in the pattern, and I'm coming back home towards the timer line and towards the gate. And I got cocky and I stopped paying attention. And I stopped paying attention to my horse and my trainer who was yelling at me from the side of the ring to get my act together. And sure enough, because I knew I'd won before I even crossed the timer line because I could read the timer off the side. I leaned forward and took a dive off of my horse's front shoulder because of my own cockiness, because I had gotten too overconfident and I had stopped checking myself. And as I laid in the dirt and my horse ran past the timer and I lost my winning time and high school me would have believed I lost every shred of dignity I ever had as well in the sand that day, I realized something was that you're going to be good at things. There's always going to be someone better. And that someone better is you. That someone better is how much better you could be if you were still focusing on working towards that end goal instead of being so proud of where you had gotten to that you were being cocky about it. Um, so that was what my entrance exam was or my entrance essay for Cornell was about was uh, that experience of, oh. oh, my God, if I fall off the horse, literally by getting too cocky, the only person I'm holding back is myself. Wow. Yeah. That's a great essay and a great life lesson. You Indeed. literally fell off your high horse. I literally fell off my high horse and got a mouthful of dirt doing it. But it sounds like you got back up. Oh, yeah. Stood back up, caught the loose horse in the ring, walked out, head hanging in shame. But I learned from it. And that was the important part. That is awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a great story. And, Indeed. you know, I asked that question because... 
I don't necessarily assume actually that everybody just writes about model UN just because, you know, yeah, this is the model UN podcast. Like I actually do want to know what you wrote about, like in your personal essay. And I'm glad you shared that story. That's, uh, it's pretty cool. But as for the rest of it, model UN was the whole reason I went to Cornell <laughs> for what I went for. Um, Growing up in upstate New York, Cornell is always going to be like your city on the hill, your shining goal. But what got me there was Model UN. I was kind of lost in my direction until I met Model UN in high school. And I'd say probably by my sophomore year of high school, my second year of MUN, I had decided government policy law was going to be for me because never before had I felt an area where I had such impact. And that experience of getting to realize my impact was so empowering for me, I decided that was immediately what I needed to do. So then I got serious. You know, you say, oh, I want to do law. I want to do government. I have to shoot for the stars. And for me, that was Cornell, right? So it made me focus down in high school. It made me work hard. It got me through those really long nights of studying for Mr. Sutton's exams, you know, American history. I can name all of the presidents for you to this day. And it really Wait, went really? on to, yes, in order. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, yeah. You got to do it now. Can you do it? Seriously, do it on the spot? I can, yes. Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Madison, Monroe, Adams, Jackson, Van Buren, Harrison, Tyler, Polk, Taylor, Fillmore, Pierce, Buchanan, Lincoln, Johnson, Grant, Hayes, Garfield, Arthur, Cleveland, Harrison, Cleveland, McKinley, Roosevelt, Taft, Wilson, Harding, Coolidge, Hoover, Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, Biden. Whoa. Your yeah. teacher must be so proud right now. <laughs> I'm sure he is. I all, I could also sing you the Animaniacs song, but we don't got time for that. We don't got time for that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. That's great. But Mun was, Mun was the deciding pull for me. Like what I wanted to do, where I was going, why I was going to Cornell. I don't think I would have had the motivation to get there without the goal that Model UN set for me in my life. Even now as a law student, that's still what I aspire to. That is what I'm hopefully working towards, right? Is doing a form of environmental international policy. But Mun is still setting that bar for me. And it was my students this summer who reminded me of that. The reason why I was out here doing what I was doing and why I was passionate about it. What's, what's, what's the reason? Why did they remind you of? They reminded me that I create change. That is just something I have the power to do because I decide to do it. And when you get involved with policymaking and the ideas of government and all the red tape and bureaucracy, you really lose sight of that. It was so simple for my students to sit me down this summer, whether it was in feedback, one-on-ones during Dungeons and Dragons, and show me the change that I was able to make with nothing more than my hands and my voice. And I thought, if I can do this here, well, there's no reason I can't do it out there. And it really reminded me to set my goal in the sky because I was more than capable of doing it. It's so easy to lose perspective along the way, but it was so nice to have my students really put that back for me. Isn't that awesome how um, our students can kind of, you know, we are the educators, right? We are the mm-hmm. teachers, but our students kind of, in a funny way, they bring out the best in us. They really right? do. And, you know, that reason you shared is like, I can I can now see that right in the echoes of your freshman self. 
making that decision to make a speech when you were the first name to be called. That's awesome. It really has been. I am so, so grateful for all of it. The opportunity, the people, the students, best delegate. It's really defined who I am as a person and what I'm doing and where I'm going. That's something I can really say. I did theater. I've done polo. This, that feeling, that's unique to Model UN. Is there anyone out there that you want to give a shout out to? Really share that gratitude to who's helped you on your journey? Yeah. If I'm going to give a shout out to one person, I am going to give a shout out to my high school advisor, Mr. Schmidt. Uh, Mr. Schmidt got me in to the Model UN Club after I joined, and he has been a tireless supporter of me from then on in that moment. Whether it was entertaining every one of my crazy club ideas in high school, encouraging me to really take the leaps and faith that I needed to get into Cornell to do what I've done, or even just keeping in contact over all these long years and keeping me pushing and reminding me why it is we do what we do. I'm so grateful for the role Mr. Schmidt has played. Thanks, this is Blake. the teacher that, that like when you walked into the wrong room, yeah, he was like, I'll just stay here. <laughs> yes. Oh, you live wow. here now. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> Schmidt. That is awesome. Um, Felix, is there anything that uh, you want to share, you want to say to students or teachers that are just getting started in Model UN? If I can give you one thing, let me give you this. Lean in. It is going to seem daunting. It is going to seem tireless, whether that's as an advisor starting a whole club and running this whole team for your students when you don't even understand what it is exactly they're doing. For our students, when that's approaching huge, difficult topics and small countries that you don't have the privilege of having heard of before, whether that's giving the first speech in your first ever conference or battling in your 57th unmod to prevent your GA resolution from getting merged, Lean in in each of these moments because it is that choice to opt in that may change you and define your journey for the rest of your life. Avoid apathy at all costs. It is going to come from every direction. And to my high schoolers, this is just some general key life advice. It sneaks in and it's insidious and it even gets in in MUN. And in MUN, it looks like saying, eh. I'll speak the next moderated caucus. I don't got to say anything this time. It's not sending the note you could have sent when you thought, man, that person's speech was great. I want to work with them. It's not including the extra resolution clause because you don't know what negotiation is going to look like. Lean in, leave apathy out because each of those opportunities you take as wobbly as a step it might be, and you may trip and you may fall, but guess what? You're going to stand up you're going to dust yourself off. You're going to walk out of the ring and you're going to learn something. And that's something you learn is worth every day more than whatever embarrassment, whatever fear you avoided. Lean in. It's life. Wow. Love it. Thank you so much, Felix, for being on the show. It was really wonderful to just 
get to know you more deeply and especially in this way uh so much i uh, learned from you and also just enjoyed talking to you so thank you thank you so much for uh being the change maker that you are i, I think that's incredible thank you for having me ryan and thank you for empowering me to be able to share and spread the message and make change in the way that you have um i'm so appreciative of it so thank you thank you Thank you for listening to this episode of the Model United Nations podcast by Best Delegate. This show is brought to you by Best Delegate Model United Nations. We make it easy to learn Model UN. If you're just getting started in your Model UN journey or you want to level up in your MUN skills, then check out our Model United Nations Institute programs at learnmodeluen.com. Until next time, thanks for listening. And I invite you to subscribe to the Model United Nations podcast to get the latest episodes and updates. Thank you for listening.